Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. So today I'm going to continue on with a word that um, Patricia King released for 2021. And many of you know I'm ordained through her with the Women in Ministry Network. Stephanie and I both are. So she had a word about the rising righteous remnant. And so I wanted to talk a little bit just to revisit some of what I talked about um, last week and remembering what a what a remnant is if uh, the definition of a remnant a portion of something that is still standing after everything else such as dross or other impurities has been removed this is a prophetic sign of what's going on in our country right now I really believe that in my heart I believe in my heart you know like we talked about things that are left you know God shaking things and what's left is going to be that remnant. Now the question is, with the emerging righteous remnant, there's the the key characteristics and qualities that Patricia talked about that, you know, from last week. And I didn't cover all those, so I wanted to talk, you know, just to revisit about about that. So that what we talked about last week related to those, we had four areas we covered: uh, people who fear the Lord a people who have separated themselves unto God, and a people who are true worshipers and seekers of God, and a people who are committed to intercession. And for that emerging righteous remnant to come forth, there's some work that God has to do in and through us for that to happen. And I think some of what we talked about today in our worship, um, um, we were talking about somebody who was committed to intercession, you know, things come up, we have to pray to God. We just can't, okay, let's just be real. Some of us, there are times that I'm just tired, you guys. I'm just going to be honest. This is a season I've never been in before, like I've never felt. So I'm I'm really struggling to stay standing because I need, um, I need, I need rest. But then it's like, well, don't fight. He's telling me, Lord, don't fight it. It's like, I got this. He's got the victory already. But some of us like to take matters into our own hands. I'll just be honest. I like to try and do it myself. And he quickly reminds me of, that's not your job. That's my job. I said, okay, Lord. Okay. Um, So the four areas we talked about last week are a people who fear the Lord, a people who have separated themselves um, onto God, and a people who who are true worshipers and seekers of self, and a people who are committed to intercession. But what I want to talk about today is, um, we get, we're going to have three more to cover today. Um, and the fifth one is, a people who are carriers of God's power, authority, and glory. And before I go any farther, I want to just pray for us today because um, I did not do that. And um, I kind of went into two roles here. So Father God, thank you for this time. Thank you for releasing of the word and the words that Patricia has shared Lord, uh, just grace us time to be free of any distractions, and thank you for the body here, and just keep each person um, keenly in tune to the words released, keep them free from distractions, uh, for safe travels for people um, after service, and for Stephanie, continued blessings for her time in D.C. for the things that she's doing. And just for peace and calm over our country right now, Father. And you, you are, um, you know all, and you see all, Father. And just thank you for this time in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you. All right. Um, so, uh, people who are carriers of God's presence, um, the righteous remnant. Uh, one of the things Patricia talked about is um, they're going to emerge as lights against a backdrop of darkness. We will see the glory manifest on God's righteous remnant emerging. They will be a people who rise up with great healing power and deliverance and authority to tread on serpents 
the power of God will be displayed on them. And when you were talking earlier, Lyra, when you're talking, and I remember what it was you said, but I was looking at your blouse, and it, to me, that's glory. That's what I saw. You know about the gold. That is exactly what I saw because I was remembering this one of the one of the one of the attributes of the emerging righteous remnant. But I did. I thought of you know with the gold glory, and many of you. So the flags that we have here represent different things. I mean, I think of the purple and the gold. Purple represents royalty, and to me, gold represents provision or glory. That's what I. That's what I see. So I just want to. When I, saw, when I saw that, I thought, oh, that's glory, and I'll glory all over you. And we're going to see that on people as we get into this season. But I want to encourage you, um, you know, you're going to see, you're going to be drawn to people. It's like, what is it about that person that is so different? And God's going to show you what that is. Um, and you're going to know who the true sheep are and, and who the wolves are. Let's face it, you guys, there's some wolves out there. I'm just saying I'm just saying, we are really seeing that. What's that? <laughs> um, we are really going to see it, just like there's true and false prophets. Um, and I think what we're seeing, um, particularly on prophetic words, and the, some of the prophets are really getting beat up right now for things they released. And as a prophetic person, I'm going to stand up here and apologize for that. However, I'm not going to apologize the fact they had the courage to release a word. I think people need to understand the pressure the prophets are under right now. That's why I'm very careful about what I release. I, you may not hear me release a lot of words because, number one, he's not told me to. Number two, I'm very careful about how I release and what I release, depending on the audience. And what is, is this a corporate word or is this just for our body? But I think more and more we're going to see, and I think prophets need prayer right now. They really do. The church as a whole needs prayer, but... You know, we the church is in such a very, very, um, it's, there's a lot of tension. There's a lot of tension in our, in, our, in our community. There's a lot of tension in our nation and the world. But know that I just, the fact that they had the courage to release, and I've released words that didn't come to pass, but I think it's not what's released, but it's how it's released. That's my sense. And I guess I just want to encourage you that, I bring this up because we're going to see people rising. You're going to see people rising, new people. And again, I go back to our next generation. Our ceiling is your floor. I do. I believe that word. I really believe that. And some of the material with James Gall that I've studied, and Patricia's had him in before, and I've um, watched him, her on, um, him on her shows. But I think we're going to see that righteous remnant. There's, they are going to be carriers of God's power, glory, and authority and, and Holly, I love your T-shirt about the glory carrier. I love that. I love that shirt. I love that. Um, so, um, and I love this this picture right here all day long. I love this picture. Um, why why does God call us to be carriers of His glory and power and authority? Why is that? Why do you think that is? I love that picture. I don't know if that's taken out of an airplane, but it just it just I saw that and it really struck me. Um, so. When we're in, um, in scripture in Isaiah 61 to 3, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. So, again, the glory of the Lord rises upon you. That means each of us. Um, and if and it also, we're going to see some really evil happening, true evil, darkness. Um, and then the light, you're going to see the light with that too. It's going to be over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you and his glory appears over you. And nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. So God's going to bring people to you that nobody else can minister to. You may stand before a king. You just don't know. You don't know who you're sitting next to on an airplane. I'm saying, I mean, a governor, a president, a mayor, or even um, just a school teacher. Uh, how do I want that, to, and that came out wrong, and I don't mean just a school teacher, sorry. I don't, I'm not, or somebody who's, just an everyday person, there's no title, but 
you're called to minister to a specific person. So it's not about the title, it's about the person. We are never to minister to titles. I think sometimes we get caught up in the titles that we give people. And um, I don't want people to know where I work at sometimes, for instance. I try not to tell people, and then it comes out. I'm like, I just, okay, Lord. But know that we're all called to minister to different people. But he's created us to be a carry of his glory to minister to a specific person. So I just want to say, Father, forgive me. I don't want to, I don't, I'm not saying this to discount teachers. They have such a special place in my heart. So I'm, I'm hope that didn't come across that way. So that wasn't my intent. I think what, what my intent was that we're each called to minister to a nation too. You know, my heart has been about Africa this last few years. You know, we've been to Israel. Um, some of us have gone to Africa. Camille, you went to Africa. I mean, I know other people have um, different places. So God has called each of us to minister to a nation. Um, and we're going to be a light, and there's going to be something different about you that they see. You're a carrier of something that they see. Um, in Acts 1, uh, verse 8, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the world, and to the ends of the earth. You know, you, are, you do have a power that um, you've been given, but the thing is, are you going to walk it out? I think with the emerging righteous remnant, we're going to have decisions to make. Sometimes, um, and I don't have this on the, on the PowerPoint, but I want to read John 14, 12. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. I believe we will be seeing people rise up in their authority to heal, deliver, and restore people to wholeness in this day we're coming into. So again, this is what Jesus said. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. So Jesus had to go to the cross for us so we could do those works that are honestly even greater than he did. Think about that. I'm just like, ooh, that kind of, I get nervous when I think about that. I'm like, really, Lord? So, so the carrier, this really, this is a prophetic sign. I'm just, this is a prophetic sign here, an aircraft carrier. I love it. I love the carrier. This prophetically was striking me. This is the USS Gerald R. Ford, who's, was our 35th president, who actually was from Michigan, um, for those that didn't know. This is a $13 billion carrier. This is the most recent one that was completed. $13 billion. Whoa. I mean, think about that. I just, because it was the, President Ford, I remember when President Ford came into office. Um, for those of you who might not know, he actually stepped in when um, President Nixon resigned. And President Ford came in, and he had had some, um, actually, assassination attempts on his life, too, you know, after he came into office. And um, we used to get Christmas cards at my house from him. He was a congressperson before um, uh, Vice President Agnew um, stepped down, and then President Nixon chose him to come in to be the vice president, and then he became the president. Think about that. You don't know where God has taken you. You may be in one position but you never know. He may be taking you to a higher office. You have to, you just don't know. So just be encouraged. God is doing something in and through each of you for the office he's called you to. And not everybody is called to an office, but because Shekinah is very unique. We're not your traditional church. We're an apostolic equipping and sending center. So we have people that we flow prophetically. We do a lot of different things that your, your, your I call the regular church does. We, this is how we flow. Um, but the aircraft carrier, it really struck me because if you look at this picture, it's showing different types of planes, and I believe probably, and I don't think you can see it, but I think there might be some helicopters, and you know, you have your F F-16s or 18s, those big fighter jets, and then you have your different other types. But we're like, like an aircraft carrier, they, those planes, and I don't have a picture of it, but they can go down inside the carrier, like put away, like be hidden, um, like in, in a storm perhaps. And I've not been on aircraft carriers before, so I don't know how this is done. But many times they have to, you know, batten down the hatches, if anybody's heard that term before, to make sure everything is in a storm when these aircraft carriers, and I know, Lyra, you were on it. And Lyra, I know you were in the Navy, so I don't know if this resonates with you. When you're in rough waters, we got to, like, batten everything down so people don't fall off and 
things don't go off. What's that? Dog down the hatches. Is that what it is? <laughs> um, but I, I just, um, <laughs> I love that. It's like we're a carrier of his glory, power, and authority. That resides in us. And if that, and if that doesn't resonate with you, I want to encourage you to pray about that because we really, we are coming into a season about that. And as you look at this carrier, you know, think about this carrier. And I was watching a video yesterday. They did this cool turn. This is nuclear powered too, by the way. Um, apparently they've been um, having some issues with mechanical problems too. So I started praying about that. I thought, well, $13 billion is a lot of money and they're having mechanical problems. And I'm thinking, whoa, how much does that cost? And I don't know. I'm just, okay, it's a, it's a government steward thing, I'm thinking. But I'm just, I just thought it was like really cool, number one, to, you, and you see the landing strips on there when the planes take off and then they land. Um, I think it's like three miles. I don't know if I'm, how big these carriers are, but they're huge. I mean, huge. And I just like, they're carriers of his presence. That's what we are. And again, like this carrier, the different planes, um, different, different landing strips. And I know we've talked about landing strips here about healing and, and where we have wounds we carry. There might be some landing strips that you need to heal and go through some healing. So be encouraged. We're planning to bring, for those that were here when Joan Hunter was here, we're going to be bringing Craig Miller here. And I think we're going to come in, he's going to come in April. So that's one of the things we're going to talk about at the Dream Team meeting is that, but about, and I, I'm talking about landing strips because of the, the top of the aircraft carrier where the planes take off and they land. You know, sometimes we have some landing strips we need to heal and just be encouraged. You know, we are like this aircraft carrier. There are different planes. There's a helicopter for the landing and taking off, but inside is where the people live and work. Um, think about that. I mean, it takes a lot of people to, to keep this thing going. Um, a lot of people to take an aircraft carrier, keep it going. So I just, it's, it's like a prophetic sign, though, this aircraft carrier. I just love the picture of it. I've never been on a carrier. I would love to be. So if anybody has an opportunity to show me one, I'd love to take a trip to see an aircraft carrier. I don't know. So anyway, so um, yeah. So our next um, attribute for the emerging righteous remnant is a people of unwavering faith. And this, Holly, this is reminding me of what you were talking about earlier about standing, continuing to stand in those things that we're dealing with. Um, a people of strong faith um, do what they're called to do. They believe God's word and what it says, and they do what it says they can do. Um, but what does it mean to have unwavering faith? Something that's unwavering. Does it, it means it doesn't move. It's firmly planted, standing still. That is what the emerging righteous remnant will be as it arises in this time they were moved that <clears throat> excuse me that the time as the emerging righteous remnant as it arises at this time it will not be moved by anything they see or hear and I'm reminded of that scripture from Ephesians 6 and I'm going to go to that quick um, just bear with me a second Okay, 6, and we're going to start at verse 10. Um, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything, to stand. Yes. So standing is very important. Um, and for some of you, you might have been there when we had the, um, the clash at the um, Gilead when we had our conference. <laughs> yes, very, um, that was a clash. And um, we kept standing. We had to stand against a, um, a religious spirit that we were um, dealing with when we had our conference back in May in 2018. And, um, yeah, we had a conference there. And for people that were there, there were just, it was, yeah. Um, 
anyway, but Apostle Stephanie stood, and um, the person left, and that was it. And we continued down with our conference. And, but it was about standing in position. Um, I think it's important that depending on what happens, sometimes we're called to step back. But if we set, step down and we sit down, and this is what he showed me, and I knew I couldn't sit down. I all of a sudden sat down and got back up. Because prof prophetically, that was a sign that I was giving up my authority dealing with the situation. Because more and more, okay, let's just face it, this was a gentleman that did not, did not care, I, I believe. Um, I'm not going to get into specifics, but had issues with women in authority and ministry. So at the end of the day, um, the person left, and we moved on and continued the conference. But I had never seen that happen before for some of you. That I know there were a few of you there. Um, and it was interesting, to say the least. And um, at the end of the day, the person left with his group, and that was that. But I'm thinking, well, this is interesting. So sometimes we are called to step back from a situation and evaluate. But I think having unwavering faith is, is two things. Again, putting on that arm of God, but continuing to stand after you've done everything, continue to stand. And what that could mean is you don't say anything. So I didn't say anything in this situation, and this actually wasn't even in my message, but immediately, prophetically, he's reminding me of that whole situation that happened. Um, when we had our conference, it was the, it was the Pentecost conference, and, um, and I think probably came, and you might have been the only one. Were you there for, okay, maybe you weren't, okay. Anyway, it was, um, it was a clash, but at the end of the day, we stood and continued, and conti the conference continued on. But I had never seen anything like it before. Um, and I think it was, it's reminding me of some of the things that we're seeing right now. There is a clash going on in, in the world. Um, and I think at the end of the day, we have to continue to stand. And I love this picture because unwavering faith, um, just the picture of it's like a half circle. But faith is something that um, I think there are times, I'll be honest, I struggle with it when I'm a clashing with certain personalities at work. Um, I work for somebody that I had a conflict with before. Um, this person, when the emergency started, I've been working at home since March and of almost a year now. And so I say all that to say that I've had to learn to stand in my authority but be respectful because that person is an authority over me. But... Um, there's a way to be respectful, and there's a way not to be. And one of the things Holy Spirit has reminded me of is my words, um, what to speak and what not to speak. Because, you know, something I, I think is, and this is, and I'm speaking to the women here because we have a habit of doing this, cutting people down with our mouths, talking about each other, complaining. And he's telling me that, uh, so do everything without grumbling and complaining. Um, but... How does that have to do with unwavering faith? It's like believing God for something and continuing to stand in, in spite of the circumstances. So having that unwavering faith is so important. Um, and, and Numbers um, 14, 1 through 9, and I'm not going to go into the, to all of the scripture, but this is when the people of Israel, they lacked faith and they rebelled against Moses. Um, this is when the spies, Joshua and Caleb, came. Um, they came back with the report, but then the other spies, the ten spies, they were they came back with a bad report, and then people were grumbling and complaining, and they wanted to go back to Egypt because it was so bad. They didn't have, they they had wavering faith. They wanted to go back to the old way, and I talked about this last week. Sometimes when things get tough, we want to go back to the way we used to because it's easy. And I'm, I'm, this is me I'm talking to, too, because it gets hard. And you're in the press, and I'm like, why can't I just click my heels together? There's no place like home. I'm just, <laughs> I did. I do. I see that, Dorothy, those, those, um, the ruby red slippers. Um, there's no place like home. I admit it. I think about, you know, my parents are divorced now, so it's, it's, um, my mom has been doing a lot of reminiscing about the past, and sometimes when she talks about it, it wasn't as good as I thought. Oh, she thinks one thing, and I think another thing, but that's my mother, and I want to honor her. And um, So we were just talking about some great memories, and for me, some probably not good ones, but I just, it was, I just think of there's no place like home. I just want to 
sometimes with all these things happening in our lives. I do. I just want to get in my bed and crawl under there in my covers and, and just, I don't know, just sit there and, and just not have to think about anything about all the drama that's happening or just turn some worship music on and, again, worship him. Going back to that, to the, to the I'm going to go back to that. That was so good. I want to go back to that. This was so good. I just, the Sadek, Zadik, that person that's an intercession, I, that's what I saw. And so he would show me something prophetically because we're at a time like no other about intercession. And I know we talked about this intercession last week, but that unwavering faith is going to be really important. We have things happening around us like we're seeing right now in our country. Um, and please be praying for your leaders. Um, please be praying for your government leaders. Um, you're the mayor here, the mayors, and if people are in different, if you don't live in the city, the places where you live at, it's really important for wisdom for them because um, a lot of, and for, for them to come to know Jesus. Um, this is really important right now, having that unwavering faith because of the pressure they're under. But I just loved this picture. It so struck me. Um, I just had to go back to it a minute. Um, so, um, oops, go back to that. Oh, where am we at? Did I go by it? Oh, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> I lost my place. All right, thank you. So, so in Numbers uh, 14, 1 to 9, so the Israelites were complaining. They were complaining. They didn't like what the leaders were doing. They were complaining about their leadership. Okay, you guys. We're not perfect. I'm going to say I'm up here speaking, and I know I've made mistakes as an elder, and I'm going to make them again and as a prophetic ministry leader. But the only thing I can say is I, I try to do the best I can, and please give me some grace. But know that you're loved, and we're so glad you're here with our, in our church body and our corporate body. So appreciate each of you. I know when Stephanie's gone, it's I feel a different atmosphere for me personally because the apostle carries, she's the ox that plows. So when she's not here, there's other things. I just kind of start feeling different things. And um, let's face it, our country, its its we're just in a tense time right now. And um, working in government, I feel it anyway. So it just sometimes kind of, I can feel different things. But at the end of the day, God is sovereign. God's on the throne. That's not going to change no matter what. Um, so in Hebrews 11, um, I want to encourage you, if you get some time to read that, it's a faith in action demonstrated by the remnant. Um, these are people that they had faith, and when they had faith, um, actually, I'm going to read a couple of um, couple of verses here in a minute, if I can I'll read in verse 11. I'm going to read probably... I'll read, a few, I'll read a few verses. So in Hebrews 11, starting with verse 1. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith he was commended as a righteous man. When God spoke well of his offerings, and by faith he still speaks even though he's dead. By faith Enoch was taken from his this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. I'm thinking, you know, I'll be honest, you guys, there's t times I'm ready for Jesus to come back. I am. I'm just going to. I'm just being transparent, and this is where I struggle, so please pray for me because it's the press, just like what we talked about. So going on um, in verse 6, and without faith is it impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Um, so be encouraged. I mean, that's, um, those are, that's a, a section about faith, and, and they had unwavering faith, but think about Enoch. God took him away before he even experienced anything because he, um, he pleased God. I'm thinking, Lord, I want, that's what I want. That's what I, that's how I want to be. And I admit sometimes when the press gets hard, Jesus, when are you coming back? I mean, I just say it. I'm just, and I'm just being honest, you guys. I just, it's, um, yeah, it's an, I think, uh, 
I'm, I'm just being honest because I know people are going through different things right now. Um, it's, a very, it's a very tense time. And um, just be praying. Just be praying. I think as we go about our day, um, you know, uh, you don't know giving somebody a smile or giving them, helping them out, giving them room, let them go ahead of you in the grocery line. People, you can just tell people are tense and going. I hate going into the grocery store now. I really do. And I'm thinking, and then when I don't drive and then I get behind the wheel, no, I'm not a grandma, but I admit I'm driving slower and I'm okay with it. I'm saving on gas, you know, that's okay. But people really are, are, are they're, <laughs> Some of them are really out of it, uh, meaning some there's just just the whole tenseness and and just just be encouraged, you know, a kind word or a prayer. Or, um, I prayed for somebody at um, the Family Dollar. He was having problems with his hand and prayed for him for healing. I don't know whatever happened with that, but I believed and I prayed and and I just you just you don't know whose life you're touching, particularly right now. Um, having that unwavering faith. Um, so in Luke 1, um, Luke 1, 37, for no word from God will ever fail. In Luke 17, 5 through 6, the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. He replied, and this is Jesus, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can't say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. And the apostles saw Jesus and they wanted that faith. And I, there are times my faith is struggling at times, you guys. I'm just being honest. Because as leaders, we don't have all the answers either. Other than I know this, this is what I go to every day. Or if you got your, you know, for some people, it's this is their Bible. Um, but everything, every answer to a prayer, everything that we ask him for, you'll find it in here. And I know some, some people that I'm around, and I'm going to say in my own family, they don't like to hear that, but it's true. Every, everything in here... Um, and from Genesis to Revelations, there's an answer for everything, and we're seeing it right now. We're in such prophetic times right now in our country. So just be encouraged. Everything that's in the Bible, God has an answer for every prayer that you have, every um, ask, and it will be given. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. I'm reminded of, um, for some of us that may remember Bible Study Fellowship, that was BSF, I did that. I know I got I almost got kicked out because I asked too many questions. <laughs> and um, ASKs, those were our prayer requests. You know, one of them was we couldn't talk about our church or our pastor. And I laughed and I was like, I had questions, but you weren't. Anyway, so this was a, a Bible study group. This is where I really got into studying the word. And they had a men's BSF and then a women's BSF and so I had the one here and it was over in East Lansing when I actually had moved back from the UP here but um, it was it really got me in the word and about prayer and the ASKs and that's in um and I'm I have to say I'm not sure exactly where that what chat what book that's in but ask and you will find ask and you ask and you will find see oh, ask and it will be given seek and you will find knock and the door will be open and what's that? Isn't thank you, Cami. Thank you, Matthew. So um, one of the things I remember is when I was um, getting ready to go to BSF is when Columbine happened. And I remember thinking, oh my God, those kids. And the one girl particularly that passed, that was the Christian that they made the movie about, and I can't think of her name. Um, it's Rachel Scott, thank you. And I think her dad actually has come to Mount Hope in the past before. Um, but I remember it was, I hadn't been going to BSF very long, and that happened. That was, that was the night I was going. And I remember thinking, Lord, what are you doing? What's going on? And then you hear years later on about, about the foundation. And you guys, I'm going off script here because this definitely wasn't in my wasn't in my message today about Columbine, but I'm thinking of a time, we're in such dark times right now. Um, you just don't know whose life you can touch by a kind word, or if he's telling you don't go down a street, go another way, you need to listen to him. And I'm not saying this to scare anybody, I'm just saying he's showing you for a reason. 
I'm thinking of what happened in Nashville recently with that bomb that went off and that police officer. He said he knew. Holy Spirit said he needed to turn and go find his partner, and that's exactly what he did. And then the bomb went off. And if he wouldn't have listened and followed Holy Spirit, he would have been right there where the bomb went off. But he tells us these things. And if that gentleman wouldn't have had unwavering faith, I don't know if he would have listened. Maybe he still would have. I don't know. But that's unwavering faith. Um, and f as an example for me, um, many of you, you know, I travel a lot with my job in this past year because of the COVID. We've not done that, but I go to Detroit a lot. So last year, I was supposed to have gone down for a meeting, and it was, I don't know, like February. But he said, don't go. And I said, well, okay. Well, about the time I would have been um, probably on the expressway, they had a huge 30-car pileup and the area where the black ice and things in it, I was going over this bridge, going to downtown Detroit. And I remember I was in the office and I remember thinking, thank you, Lord. And I'm okay with um, not having to drive. If he says not to, I don't. If he says to do it, do it. But And it's not fear, it's just I've kind of got to know his voice with, with um, knowing that it's, there's something he's trying to show me. And honestly, it might be to save somebody that God's calling you to see. Instead of going here, he wants you to go to there because he has a specific assignment for you. I don't know if this is making sense. But having that unwavering faith, because to do what he says to do, I mean, just thinking of, I'm just thinking of our trip to Israel, Donna and, and Holly. Oh, my gosh, the things we did and where we went. I can't explain it to anybody. All I know is it was God because when when we went to um, when we met with uh, Nir Nitsen, who was over the tour company, and we told him where we wanted to go, he kind of looked at Stephanie and I, and he's like, "Are you sure?" And I knew because I looked at the map and knowing where I'm going, I'm thinking that guy's gonna think we're crazy because we're going in places usually you don't go in. So we couldn't go in some places the way we thought, but we got other places we could get around and pray over areas and pray over particularly the areas where the Palestinian territories are. And then we actually, when um, we were on the other part of our tour and we were with another group, we could take the bus. That was the bulletproof bus, which I didn't tell my parents about that till later. Yeah, we were on a bulletproof bus. I'm thinking, what are we doing? Only you, Lord. But um, and we got the rocks thrown at our bus. And so we were just praying for the people. Um, having that unwavering faith to do that. I love, I loved that trip. I just think that was life-changing. But think about what we did. And, and God does that with you. You don't have to go to Israel. God will bring situations to you um, to be able to take you into situations and territory and land that, that God wants you to go in and minister to. Um, but just like the apostles, the apostles, they wanted that faith. So I want to encourage you today, you know, ask Jesus for that faith. If you don't feel like you have that unwavering faith, um, so the last one, a people known for their love, the emergency righteous, the em emergency, the emerging righteous remnant, yeah, no emergency, emergency, they will emerging righteous remnant, emergency, um, yes, <laughs> a people known for their love, um, the emerging righteous remnant, they are people who are known for their love, um, they'll be, they will be as, uh, David, they will be like a, a man or woman as David was after God's heart. Um, and I love this picture here. Um, and we have to pass our love test, you guys. I'm telling you, this is so important right now. We have to pass those love tests. So here in John 13, 15, by this, we will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another, I love this because it's a love seat. Okay, this reminds me of furniture long ago that I picked out. Um, love seat, you know, unity, that's what that piece is. Now I thought, well, that's such a prophetic sign about what a love seat is. Um, it's two, you know, it's for two people. As Jesus says, by this all, we will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. It is so important for this time we're in right now for the church, the corporate body regarding unity across our kingdom and our nation where we've been experiencing tension. Please be praying. You know, we, this is so important. I think it's a sign for our church about love one another, love one another, love one another as you're his, we are his disciples. It's so important to love one another. 
and John 13, 34 to 35, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So this is a new command. This is what Jesus was saying in John. He gives us to love one another as he loved us. If we're not loving um, other people, that's a problem because he first loved us. So we are to love one another, even when that person isn't loving. And I'm just going to say it's not easy, uh, especially if there's tension, they're not very nice, people cut you off in your car, you get the things, people do little hand gestures at you, and little hand gestures. Yes, I, I'm, I watch people, and you know, it's, it's interesting because when going to Detroit, you'll see a lot on 696. So people that don't, that's the big, you go from 96 to 696. It's a, when you, if you stay to the left, when you're like going towards, um, you're in Oakland County and then you're going towards Detroit. So all these lanes are merging in. I watched these two people literally playing chicken in rush hour traffic. In the morning, these two guys, I'm just saying they were, it was, it was road rage. I've never seen it like that. Oh, I shouldn't say it's guys. I don't know. Maybe it was women. But later on, I, I believe it was guy in a big truck, and then it was a little sports car. But they were, it, they were so angry. And I'm thinking, I'm back in this little state car, a little Ford Focus, thinking, what's going on? I've never seen this at 730 in the morning on rush hour, though. You guys, that's a very congested area. So literally, like one was behind the other, and they were going way this and way that. I'm thinking, what is going on? I'm thinking, Lord, bless them. Strengthen them. Because that was about the time, um, if I remember correctly, do you remember they had the person shooting on the overpass? They were shooting at cars. Yeah. So this was, that was about that time. And I'm like, really, Lord, you want me to go to, and this was, I was afraid, I'll admit it. State cars can be marked because people might be mad at the government. So this is what I get to deal with sometimes. And so he's helping me. He, I've overcome that. But it was like, you know, we have like this big seal. That's honestly why I like to take my own vehicle. Um, but um, especially at that time, I'm thinking, Lord, what is going on? But I've never seen that in this rush hour traffic. So thinking about how we're, it's so important to love, be known for their love. And we are called to love one another in spite of how we're treated or how with things that, that are, that are given, said to us. It's so important that we love one another by not only our actions but our words. Um, it's so important right now. It's so important. Um, I just bring that example up is, is, you know, thinking about how congested and driving. I can do a lot of thinking when I drive. For some of you, you know what I'm talking about. But um, it's, it's interesting as we, we um, listen to what Holy Spirit tells us and, and about. I think about my meeting as I drive, but also the Holy Spirit usually deals with me about maybe something that happened the last time or he's dealing with me in the morning about something I didn't pray about or um, just something that he wants to get my attention about. Um, but it, it truly is for my good, and it really is about loving one another. So in First um, Corinthians 13, 4 to 7, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, and it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs, Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. So think about that. What love does always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. And I think the one thing that struck me as it keeps no record of wrongs, which means we don't be bringing things back up that we've told people we've forgiven them for. Do you hear what I said? It means we don't bring things up that we've told people we've forgiven them for. We, d we don't keep an account like this checkbox here. Well, they did this today. I forgave them then, but I'm still mad about that because I'll admit it, I've struggled with, with the... <laughs> There's, and, the, and that gets to the landing strips and the soul wounds that we have, you guys. Um, and I want all of that gone because I don't want that, that whole record of wrongs. And it was a generational issue in my family with my grandmother. Um, 
my um, on my paternal side, my father's side, my grandmother experienced a lot of sexual abuse from my great-grandfather. Every one of her siblings were molested. Um, he was a drunk, and it was horrible. And she, she lived, uh, she wound up getting married at 15. That's what just what you did back then in the South where she was from. And she left, and she um, got married and had a baby. She married my grandfather, and then they had five, six kids. And but when after she hadn't been married very long to my grandfather, and um, I don't share this story very often, but you know her father was looking for her because he wanted to have his way with her, and um, and she had my uncle, um, he was a baby, and basically she was hiding under the porch, and she told me this story. Nobody else has heard this in my family, um, and he started to cry, and she considering smothering, killing her child, so her father wouldn't find her because he was going to hurt her. I mean, what does that do to you? And I remember my grandmother had such anger. I never could understand what that all about, and she had, was very bitter. And then when she told me that story, it made sense. That whole, that whole line in the family, um, and they were very poor. They didn't have a third-grade education. It was just something that, but she never talked about that. She never, and the only reason why she brought that to me is because I shared something that happened with me when I was her age. Um, something bad that had happened to me that I had no control over as a, as a child. And here she is, and probably, she must have been probably in her late 80s, early 90s. We were sitting in her nursing home room, and she, we were talking about it. She's like, Lar, babe, I have never talked to anybody about that. And I said, well, I'm so glad you felt comfortable. She's like, but, you know, it's okay, though, you know, it's okay. I said, well, good. Um, but think about here she left, I mean, all these years, and it wasn't just her, it was my aunts and uncles. I say that all that to say um, it's, it's interesting how um, the keeping um, no record of wrongs, because I had a tendency to do that. And Holy Spirit just would highlight, you're not to do that. You forgave that person. But it was an issue I had, not them. It was my issue when we don't let go of things that happen to us. So just be encouraged um, about love. We have to pass our love test. Um, we have, to, And God's going to bring those people in our lives. And I know we all have some. Remembering the the um, Graham Cook's prophecy, the approaching the heart of those grace growers. Remember those? And I know we have them. I know I have a few. <laughs> and um, I'm probably a grace grower for somebody. I know it. I admit it. <laughs> I know I am for my boss. <laughs> Seriously, I, I see that in all seriousness. I think that, I think one of the things that I've learned this last year is, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just thankful that I'm alive. I think I'll have a home I live in. I have a job that pays my bills. I look at people that um, they don't have that. And think of Ronnie. You know, Ronnie comes in here and we give him food and he goes on his way. But, I mean, that's that's love. That's God's love. And um, we, we need more of that. We need more of that in our country right now. Um, instead of the hate and the division right now. Absolutely, we need more of that. Um, I just, it just, it just really strikes me, and I just, um, that's why it was so important for this assignment that Stephanie's doing. Not understanding everything about when she left, what she would be doing, but I mean, there's such a key thing to what they're doing in our nation with the prayers and the love that is being lifted up, and praying for for everybody, praying for people in the nation and for the church. Um, I think. I wanted to leave you with this about the the righteous remnant. I just love this picture. It's three, I don't know if they're everlasting trees or evergreen trees. I just, it just kind of struck me. Um, it's it's kind of represents a season I think we're in right now and um, the emerging righteous remnant um, coming into the fullness of the destiny. There's, again, as I said, there, there are seven things that Patricia released. Um, I just, just be encouraged because... I'll, I'll want to end on this scripture right here in Isaiah 11 to 12. He will raise up a banner for the nations and gather the exiles of Israel. He will assemble the scattered people of Judah from the four corners of the earth. It's like he's going to raise up a banner for the nations and gather them all in and to assemble 
Um, so no, that is what he's doing right now with the remnant. He's w raising up this banner for the nations, which means that's what we're looking at. Um, and he's going to gather, and we're going to assemble for the nations. So just be encouraged. If any of what I shared last week and today resonated with you, um, what I want to do is I want to close um, with, um, I didn't have necessarily an exercise, but um, wanted to, um, if people want to get um, some activation on the attributes, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Jackie. Thank you. Um, well, um, we can pray on those, and um, just I want to just for you guys to sit, um, stay where you're at. I want it to um, take to the Lord, and I want to encourage you to if what He speaks to you to write it down. And Jackie's going to play, and I'm going to read off what those attributes are um, that we talked about that Patricia is releasing for 2021, um, and ask Holy Spirit or or and some of these may resonate with you right away. I know that's me, or no, that's not me, but I want that. Ask him for it. He can do that. Um, he can do that. So what I'm going to do is I'll read these off. So we've been talking the last couple weeks about the emerging righteous remnant. And this is a word Patricia has released for 2021 and there are seven attributes a people who fear the Lord a people who have separated their lives and affections unto God a people who are true worshipers and seekers of his face a people who are committed to intercession a people who are carriers of God's power authority and glory people of unwavering faith and a people who will be known for their love. So let's just take some time, ask Holy Spirit, Lord, that's what I want. I want that. I need more of that in my life. Ask Him. So we're just going to take some time. I'm going to take probably the next 15 minutes. I just want us to sit and have some time with Him. Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what He wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God, all things are possible. So keep dreaming, keep praying, and simply obey. Because God is good, and He has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you, we love you, have a blessed day.